keep wondering, what will God think of me? I know I had to shoot, but what will God think of me? I was raised Catholic. I used to go to church. Now I don't know if God will even look at me. Springer's voice is nearly a whisper. He's barely breathing. That's what you're trying to sort out, right? What kind of person am I if I did all these things? Springer nods, and we sit in silence. After a while, he looks up and says there's more he wants to tell me, but that's enough for today. He tells me he'll stop by soon to talk some more, and I shake his hand as he leaves. When he shows up at my office again a few days later, Springer begins with a statement. I'm not crazy, ma'am. He comes back to this phrase again and again as he tells me the things he feels compelled to do. He checks his refrigerator a hundred times a day, even though he knows exactly what's in it. While driving through his quiet neighborhood, he scans the side of the road for bombs or hidden enemies. He feels instant, raging frustration if he has to wait in line for any reason at all, so he avoids grocery stores and home improvement stores. Since crowds make him nervous, he usually skips going to movies or to the mall. Stadiums or arenas are out of the question. After confessing each of these difficulties, Springer looks at me with his piercing blue eyes and repeats, I'm not crazy, ma'am. I assure him, he's not crazy. He's doing the things soldiers do when PTSD is scrambling their inner world. He's trying to find ways to feel safe while his neurological system is telling him danger is immense and immediate. Even though it's been seven years since he returned from Baghdad, Springer still wakes up every night screaming and sobbing from heart-splitting nightmares of the things he saw and did. He lives by himself. That way, ma'am, no one hears me scream. No one will think I'm crazy. Springer stays quiet for a while, and I watch him as he stares downward, swimming in his fears and memories, trying to piece together what's happened to him. I sit quietly, knowing he needs these silent moments to gather himself before we wade further into the turmoil. A few minutes pass before Springer looks up, fixes his gaze on me, and says, I don't fit in real life anymore. With this statement, it's as if all the air has been sucked out of the room. He's stating one thing no one ever wants to admit. I don't fit. He's not talking metaphorically or figuratively. He's not saying he feels like he doesn't fit. He's admitting a clear, straightforward knowing that resides like a scalding ember in his core. At this point in our conversation, Springer looks particularly stressed. He scoots up to the very edge of the couch and leans forward intently, as if he's getting ready to jump right off the edge of it. His body is like a tight spring, coiled and tensed. Ma'am, I have to tell you something. I nod. Ma'am, when I came back, I was glad to be home and out of that hell over there, but life didn't make sense anymore. It seemed like I was supposed to just go along as if nothing had happened and nothing had changed, but I wasn't the same person at all, and I had all kinds of weird things going on inside me. I tried to act like I was okay, but I could tell people thought I was fucked up. 
I wasn't myself, and everyone knew it, no matter how much I tried to fake it. After a couple of months, my enlistment was up. I left the army and went back to Montana to stay with my parents. You know, I just didn't know what else to do. My family there, they kept telling me, you're different, you've really changed. But I couldn't help it. His eyes well up, and he tucks his hands under his thighs, willing himself to stay on the couch's edge. There's a kind of pleading in his eyes. Ma'am, I... I... He keeps his eyes on me like he needs ballast for the next part of the story to come forward. Finally, he blurts out, Sometimes I hide in my closet. I can't help it. I know I'm a grown man, but I can't help it. It's okay, I tell him. I know you can't help it. You're just trying to not be so scared. Yeah. His voice is very faint as he slips into the image.